You're listening to AGRR Magazine's special podcast, Industry Update, The Coronavirus. This podcast is designed to bring you the latest industry news surrounding the disruptions caused by this worldwide pandemic. And now I'll turn it over to Tara Tafra, Editorial Director of AGRR Magazine, who will introduce our special guest. Welcome to the podcast. Before we introduce today's guests, I wanted to share some of the latest updates regarding COVID-19 and its effects on the industry. As you may have seen last week, Vitro Automotrice has announced the company is closing one of its production lines in Meadville, Pennsylvania, where more than 100 positions will be impacted. According to Vitro, the economy, COVID-19, and a need to rebuild the line, which was nearing the end of its life cycle, all contributed to the closure. You can find the full story on glassbites.com. One interesting thing to note is that in the statement where company officials announced the closure, they mentioned, and this is a quote, we already face a difficult combination of factors affecting Line 2's future, including a growing oversupply of automotive glass in the marketplace. That's something I'm going to ask today's guest about, so stick around for that. The other big news for all of you small business owners out there is that a second round of funding is coming for the payroll protection program, but this batch could go quicker than the first, which allotted $349 billion. Some $310 billion is expected to be allocated for this newest installment, but predictions from outlets such as Inc. report that this may go quicker than the first because of the backlog of applications. So if you are a business owner out there who didn't receive money the first time, I encourage you to be at the ready to apply. Now let's introduce our guest who will share some key stats and indicators with us, which will help you all as you make plans for the future. We have Nick St. Dennis, Director of Research for AGRR Magazine's parent company, Key Media and Research. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Tara. I'm happy to be here. We are as well. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what types of research you have collected for the autoglass industry, specifically pre-COVID? And then later we can talk about some of the current numbers as we try to break it all down. Sure. So we gather a variety of data and insights on the autoglass industry through both survey research within the industry itself, as well as secondary research of a wide variety of indicators, which we analyze and basically translate into what is relevant to Autoglass. Uh, In doing so, over the past couple of years, we've established some really good data on estimated annual volume, how that fluctuates year year to year based on a handful of inputs that we uh, go over, you know, shares of volume by state and so on. So on sort of a broad level, the year-over-year autoglass replacement volume in the U.S. is relatively stable. Uh, Year-over-year percentage changes seem pretty minor when you just look at at the numbers. You know, there's usually a half percent here or two percent there. But really, it's that stability that, that our industry depends on, you know, not having the numbers fluctuate up and down too much and being able to kind of rely on that. So it's when you throw something in like a global pandemic crisis in the mix where the economy is largely shut down on a dime that the impact is obviously felt. Right, obviously. Um, and it, I know at the end of 2019, you put together an in-depth report on the state of the market, which I believe you plan on releasing at least every couple of years. So talk about what expectations were going into this year before all this happened. Sure. We saw really good, really good growth in 2016 and 2017 with just over 2% growth and then just over 1% growth in those years. Um, things have slowed a little bit, but we're still kind of edging up. And uh, we were edging up at least. And then in 2020, we again projected an increase in replacement volume of about a half percent to a full percent. But I imagine all of that has changed now due to the COVID crisis. So what can you tell us there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
the expectation is now a pretty significant decline in 2020 volume, um, but it's going to take some time before we can really measure the severity of it. Uh, many of the figures that we analyze to solidify our estimates uh, lag by several months, several months. So even as the, even as those come out, we're always kind of looking ahead and waiting for the next ones uh, month over month while we wait, you know, for this whole thing to at least show some signs of stabilizing. Um, but with that being said, there are uh, several indicators we can kind of look at to get a, a start and, and what to expect um, and get a sense of what's going on. Okay. Why don't you share some of those with us so we can understand it better? Sure. So, um, there are several interesting pieces of data we came across that can provide a little bit of context. There's a company called Unicast that's tracking mobility trends throughout the U.S. using mobile device location data. Um, at the end of March and into early April, they reported a 32% decline in average distance traveled due to the coronavirus. Um, another company called Mojo is tracking vehicle usage and driving behavior. Um, their data shows similar results that um, even the most recent week ending this past Sunday, the 19th, showed a 38% decrease in trips taken and 39% decrease compared to what was happening pre-pandemic. So before we move on about those other indicators, let's talk about miles driven for a minute. Um, obviously, that's something we watch closely here. We're, we report on it every month for glass bites at glassbites.com. So what do you think will happen when people start going back to work, going on vacation and doing all the things that they can't do right now? Thanks. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, when when running our models to estimate and project autoglass replacement demand, we plug in a dozen or so inputs, um, with the big one being miles driven. There's a pretty strong correlation between replacement demand and miles driven for obvious reasons. Um, and right now, people simply aren't driving. However, once these stay-at-home orders and recommendations are lifted throughout the country, people will be getting back on the road because they'll be going back to their place of work rather than teleworking. And for many in the larger metropolitan areas of the country where there's, where there's a lot of miles driven, um, this involves substantial commute, commutes that will, bring, that will bring that level of um, travel back up. And then also, of course, uh, while miles driven is a big factor, it's not the only one. To a lesser extent, other factors such as weather events will also continue to drive demand to a smaller degree, um, even if it's much more sporadic. Um, just to give one interesting example, um, practically all of our company, as you know, is working from home right now. Right. And uh, one, of our, one of our colleagues just got his first ever windshield replacement done without even leaving the house um, because a large limb came off a tree during a storm and landed on his windshield. So, um, you know, that's happening despite people not driving, of course. Um, and then finally, if there's any silver lining for the industry, it's that once people do start moving around again, we're probably going to see a lot more people opting to travel via the roads instead of um, flying by airplane, at least in the near term. And this should help lift up activity levels for auto glass shops in addition to people transitioning back from teleworking to commuting. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was just going to bring that up too because even when the world starts opening back up again, I'm assuming people are still going to be cautious and I think they'll probably be maybe driving places, going on trips where maybe in the past they would have flown, but now they're um, driving there. So hopefully all that helps. Definitely. Although the airline industry still has to recover too, but that's a different topic. Yep. <laughs> um, so, and then going back to the current impact of the COVID crisis on the industry, um, were there any other figures or anything we can point to to give some measurement of that effect? Yeah, so in terms of our industry specifically, there were a couple of big nuggets that have been reported over the last couple of weeks. Uh, at the end of March, safe light sales were reportedly down more than 50%. And a couple of days before that, um, the Boyd Group, uh, Boyd Group put out a statement estimating that their demand was about 40 to 50% down. So 
of course, a significant share of Boyd Group's business is in collision in Canada and the U.S., but they are the parent company of uh, Glass America, Gerber, and several others. So with SafeLight's large share of the market and then Boyd Group being the number two player, we can only take those numbers as a bellwether of what's happening across the industry as a whole. And those were over three weeks ago. So you'd imagine things um, could have gotten worse since then here through April. Um, so what all this tells us between the mobility data we mentioned and this company news, uh, you know, is that we can safely say there's been at least a 30 to 50 percent decrease in industry related activity, whether that's regarding driving activity or actual business coming in for autoglass shops. And since this has kind of things have kind of progressed dramatically over the month in terms of covid, uh, those numbers are likely conservative estimates at this point. Yeah, definitely. In fact, AGR Magazine just published its top retailers. Um, and I know you're very familiar with that, too. We just published that in our March-April issue. Um, so I bet when we pull that list again next time, it's going to look a whole lot different. Absolutely. Um, you know, and Glassbytes has been reporting on Autoglass auto auto retailer closures as well, and several, several of which that I just noticed are on the list of that top 50 or so replacement companies. So um, we really hope that these remain temporary, but even so, it'll definitely have an impact on you know the full year revenues and ultimately how these companies are structured. Um, I'll be really interested to look at the dynamic between how the big guys were impacted versus the mid and small size companies, you know, because of which the small companies there are thousands and thousands of. Right. Um, and before we let you leave today, um, I wanted to ask if you had any insights on the topic of supply, specifically glass. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned how Vitro said last week there was an oversupply of automotive glass in the market. Have you found that at all in your findings? And how do you expect all this to perhaps balance out? So obviously, Vitro is among the largest auto glass and flat glass manu manufacturers in not only North America, but in the world. So to hear that from them is definitely interesting. Uh, you know, and we've seen a big uptick in, in China's influence on the North American auto glass market with Xinyi increasing its share in aftermarket glass and then Fuyao obviously you know, making massive gains in both OEM and the aftermarket, uh, you know, and having moved production over here domestically. So the oversupply issue is one that we'll definitely be looking into as the year progresses. But what's really interesting to me is how the, this COVID crisis will impact the dynamic of Chinese glass here in the U.S. You know, you have to wonder um, when this passes, uh, will there be major considerations among companies here to cut back on their reliance of goods manufactured in China? That's something you've heard, you know, in the news. Uh, and, and so that'll certainly be something to watch given China's increasing influence in our industry here. Definitely. And I know you'll be watching that and we'll have to have you back on in a couple months to see how things have changed um, and hopefully, you know, going on the way up and things getting better. So we thank you so much for sharing those insights with us. We know it'll be really helpful to our list listeners. Um, while many businesses may be closed or on a drastically shortened schedule, uh, we know many smart owners are gearing up for the future. And I think all the info you just shared will help them do that. So thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. And I, I appreciate it. And I look forward to coming on again. Well, thanks to all of you for listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Take care.